0: everyone, welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Today I'm here with Natalie. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, of course. So kind of start by telling me how you are related to this crazy military life that, you know, so many people have the opportunity to live in.
1: Yeah, well I grew up as an army brat. Um my dad retired around the time I was in middle school, so had the first, you know, kind of half of my upbringing um living all over the place, lived in was born in Virginia, moved to Germany, Panama, back to Virginia, Alabama, and then back to Virginia. So (laughs) um, definitely had the lifestyle, loved it actually. And uh, then I grew up, I became a journalist and I'm a freelance journalist now. I still write for a lot of military publications, but um, my last newsroom job was at Military Times. And now I host a podcast geared towards uh, military spouses and family members where we talk about different topics in the news affecting them.
0: Yeah. What was it like, you know, having the military lifestyle be part of your life from, you know, for the first half of your childhood, more or less, and then transitioning out
1: of it? So it kind of felt like I never left, honestly, because my dad's last duty station was Hampton roads, Virginia, which if there's anyone out there listening, I mean, they, they know like Langley air force base, like Norfolk Naval station and uh, Fort Eustis, Fort Monroe. So it's like very, very, very heavy military area. So even though my dad retired when I was, I think 12 or 13, all of my friends had some sort of military connection and um, their parents were maybe had also retired or were still in. So it kind of, I was like surrounded by this military community and all of our family friends were military. And so it kind of just felt like I never left.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, a lot of people get out of this military life, and especially at that that age, that's about the age I was when my dad retired too. And so, you know, you kind of leave this lifestyle, and if you're not in a community full of military people, you feel like you know so separated from it, and like you just left a whole different world, and you're trying to experience and you know learn a whole different lifestyle that
1: you're not used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was kind of weird when I went to college in the Midwest and there was no military around. There was like an ROTC program at the college I went to and I had, you know, friends in that. But it was it was the first time I had been sort of distanced from the military community. And I went back and I worked in it. So <laughs> I guess I missed it.
0: Yeah. You never truly leave it. It seems like you always find that connection back into the military life, no matter how big or small it may end up being. Yeah. What? you know, kind of encouraged you to, to get back into it and start doing journalism and stuff for the military and
1: then starting the podcast. What was that for you? So when I began my journalism career, I was working at local newspapers. So I worked, um, New Mexico and Texas, just kind of where I got my start. And then I moved to DC in 2014 and, uh, started covering more of like higher education and so there was a job posting for, you know, after a few years of that, there was a job posting for a higher ed reporter at Military Times. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like my two worlds colliding. And right. I loved it so much. And so I guess I wrote the cover letter of a lifetime because I got a call back <laughs> like pretty immediately. And so while there, I covered it was mostly veterans issues, like I covered um, veterans in higher ed, um, higher education. So uh, was one of the reporters really keeping uh, the VA in line when they did the whole GI Bill revamp and all the mess there. So, right. um, yeah, so that was a really neat opportunity. And then, um, after I had my first kid, I decided to leave full-time work, but I still really wanted to be involved in the space. And so I have a master's degree in journalism. And so I had taken a audio storytelling class and I was like, you know, I've always wanted to kind of start a podcast. I think this is my niche. And so even though I'm not a military spouse, I have lots of friends who are, and they were telling me knowing I was a journalist, they're like, we never know what's going on. Like our spouses don't tell us anything. And so they're like, well, where do, where's a good place to go get our news. And even a place like military times, which I really enjoyed working there. They don't really have things much geared towards like spouses. It's mostly like active duty or veterans. And so I was motivated to start this podcast Um, with a colleague of mine there as well. And we just talk about topics in the news, like big things that are affecting the whole country, like inflation. There was an episode we just did um, and kind of break it down how it's affecting you, the military spouse, military family member, but also very military specific news as well
0: from that angle.
1: And it's been really enjoyable and I'm so grateful. Like, yes, I, am not a spouse. I, I do know the military lifestyle from the kid's perspective, but it's been, um, really gratifying and like overwhelming sometimes just to see how like welcomed I've been in the community and like become a source of news (laughs) for people (laughs) to to listen to. So.
0: Yeah, it's definitely It's kind of a weird feeling because, you know, I grew up as a child. My dad retired when I was 12. You know, I had so much separation from there. We don't live. The closest installation is two hours, two and a half hours away, depending on traffic. There is really no military, like, you know, kids by us or anything. So, like, you kind of feel lost. And then, you know, I've been reconnecting back into the military community with the podcast and with you know, other kids and even especially I've seen it a lot with spouses, you know, because I'm not a spouse yet. I will be, you know, in a couple months, but it's like, they're all still so welcoming, you know, because you have that shared common experience of, you know, being a military kid, you know, being a military girlfriend, fiance, spouse, whatever it may be, you have that common experience. And, you know, Everyone's just so welcoming, you know, back into that community even if you're not currently living it. Mhm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's such a special special community that, you know, a lot of people don't don't understand in, unless you've lived it and, you know, a lot of people I feel miss out on some community mm-hmm. to an extent because you don't know. Mhm. Yeah. What was it like kind of moving you know, you mentioned different countries and different states. What was it like moving all around
1: at such a young age for you? Um, uh, well, you know, the bulk of it definitely happened before I was old enough to realize that it was happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so we left Panama when I was six and that was hard for me, you know, cause I mean, you're like, kindergarten, first grade age, and you have friends. And like, I remember just playing, we lived on base and just having so many friends in the military community that we just played in the streets all day long. So I remember being like yeah. really, really sad that we were leaving them, but that was just the lifestyle I knew. Cause like all my friends moved Right. and it wasn't like I was leaving and they were all staying forever, you know? So, um, that's just kind of how it was. And even after my dad retired, like the older I got, so we didn't move, Um, much after that, it was a very, very short time in Alabama before my dad retired. But even after like we were done moving, like I said, my whole community of friends were military, right? So They were leaving. And that's when like, it was just so hard for me. Cause like that middle school, high school age, you really have these like deep friendships maybe for the first time. And, uh, when they left, that was just horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> I remember yeah. that heartbreak. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Especially at that age where you're kind of trying to find yourself, find who you are, find your group of friends. You know, uh, it's so hard to say, hey, even if you're not moving, you know, your friends leaving. And you know, at that age, I feel like you become friends with people so quickly. <laughs> like you just yeah. find someone and instantly connect with them that when you lose that connection, it's like the whole world comes crashing down to an extent.
1: Yeah, exactly. But I will say, I mean, like living in those places, it was kind of neat how the military like cycles, right? So our family was very close with like two or three other families in Germany. When I was, I lived in Germany when I was like seven months old to three years old. Mm -hmm. And then they all like 10, 10 years later got stationed in Virginia (laughs) (laughs) at the same place. So, I'm still friends with those girls who are my age that I played with as babies, you know, like here we are 30 years later. And so that's a really cool thing about the military too, is like, even though you leave, you probably come back, you know, and like you end up becoming closer to those people. They become like family to you when you're so far from your own family.
0: Yeah, it's something that, you know, you hear in the mu- military community all the time and like the more and more I talk to to spouses, who, they say the same thing and service members, you know, my dad says it all the time to my fiance like don't burn bridges <laughs> like cuz you never know who's going to find their way back or, you know, who you're going to run into again. The military world is such such a small community of people that, you know, you cycled through and you're going to end up seeing the same people again. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so weird how it works. And, you know, it's it's crazy and it's a good feeling to, you know, have people that you know in a location so you can kind of feel a little more at home when you're at such a new place. But, you know, you have to to keep in touch and keep the friendships alive too. And with a 10-year period, like you said, that, that's hard to do. Yeah. You know, military life is great, but it comes with some challenges too along the way. Um, what were some of the challenges that you faced?
1: Um, well, definitely like the having to say goodbye to people as I got older, like that was really hard. One thing that really sticks out to me is my dad, like before he retired, he was had to do like a, we did a geo batch for a year. Right. So yeah, my mom worked full time and she had my brother and I, um, I was seventh grade. Yeah. I was seventh grade and my brother would have been elementary school. And she was like, okay, we can't do any like extracurricular activities this year. Right. And now as an adult, like, I understand, like she was like single parenting, basically (laughs) she worked full time. She had two kids schedules to manage we had school, you know, church, like all these things. And so I get it now, but then it was like so hard for me to understand. Like I couldn't do sports. I couldn't do, um, I'm not good at sports anyway, but it was something (laughs) that, you know, like I wanted to do or like, you know, just like no extracurriculars. And so that was something that I didn't understand. I fought back a lot on and um, that was, you know, directly related to the military lifestyle, the geo-batching and just like yeah. my mom and military spouse trying to do it all, you know, which is something that a lot of families go through. So it kind of seems silly, like, oh, I couldn't do any extracurricular activities for a year. But when you're a kid and all your friends are doing those things yeah, it's and a you big can't deal. all of a sudden, yeah, it's, it is a big deal.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's so many things that that my mom did when I was growing up that, you know, like, even where it's so simple, like, and you understand now as an adult, it's, like, so hard and so, so heartbreaking for a child. But now, you know, as an adult and even me stepping into that position of a military spouse, it's like, oh, a lot of this makes more sense now. But you don't mm-hmm. realize, you know, everything, you know, your parents sacrifice, uh, especially the, the parent that's home, you know, all the time that the sacrifices that they make to support the family and to support the service member too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. What on the flip side, what were some of those joys that you experienced?
1: I mean, moving and meeting friends all over the place. What really stuck out to you? Definitely the friendships. Like I said, I mean, you got so close to these people closer than your own, like extended family Uh, We didn't live anywhere close to my grandparents or aunts, uncles, cousins, you know, so these people really become your family to this day. My parents still do like Thanksgiving and Christmas at their home with their, you know, with their (laughs) friends. So, um, so that's cool. And I mean, who besides a military kid really can say that they lived in three countries before the age of six? you yeah. know like that's pretty cool and at the time i apparently spoke three languages so <laughs> i don't remember german at all but anyway so those are just really cool experiences and i i feel like it kind of gives you a love for travel uh which i love now and uh it also kind of like helps you become i almost hate the word resilient i think it's overused but <laughs> like okay with change you know yeah. like even now, like we live in DC, which is a very like transient area. And we have friends come and go, come and go, come and go. And like my husband who grew up in the same place and lived there his whole life before we got married, takes it very hard for me. I'm like, Oh, we'll see them again. We'll make a point to, you know, stay in touch and like, it's okay. It is what it is, you know? And so it's just like seeing those two perspectives. Um, and I attribute that completely to military life.
0: Yeah, because if you don't grow up or, you know, experience at all that, that transient lifestyle and unexpectedness, you're like so lost when it comes to having to say goodbye or having to, to move or, you know, experience any piece of that transient lifestyle that you're like, I don't know what this is. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I was at dinner with five girlfriends recently, and two of us had grown up as military kids, and three had grown up, lived in the same place their whole lives, except, you know, until recently. And so one of them was saying, like, yeah, my biggest fear growing up was that my family would have to move and we'd have to leave all my friends. And like, (laughs) me and the other military kid, like, looked at each other and we are like, we don't know what that's like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, no. they're like, yeah, we just had the same friends lived in the same house, you know, and it's just totally two different worlds.
0: Yeah. And you have that fear that to like military kids and families, like that's an irrational fear. Like you're going to experience a move at least once in your life, no matter what. Uh, you know, besides from, of course, moving out of home, you know, that first time, um, but you're going to have many, many moves, you know, from base to base and, you know, things like that, that you can't even have any control over really. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say is a piece of advice that you would give to another military child?
1: I think take advantage of resources that are out there for you. And I think those resources are growing.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's
1: a lot of organizations now. There's like Bloom Military Teens. That's a great one. Yes. Um, I've interviewed the founders of that, and they're phenomenal. And they're in your shoes right now if you're a military teen. Yeah. They've done research, they have blogs, they have just different ways for military kids to communicate and stay in touch and make friends. And so that's one, there's like the military child education coalition. They do different programs to help you like get accustomed. um, That's not the word I'm looking for, but to like make friends in your new school. So if you move as a military kid and uh, they have like these different, I guess, like local communities or local branches that will kind of help you get adjusted to your new school. So take advantage of the resources that are out there. Um, reach out to, you know, people like you who have been there, you know, more recently than I have and can just kind of like talk you through some stuff or can help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to tell your parents what you're feeling. Um, because if they don't know, then they don't know how to help you. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm a parent myself now, so I have the other perspective, but you know, and just, you know, honestly give grace to your parents. Cause now like, you know, we've talked about already, like it, we understand our mom so much more now on this side of things, um, than we did when we were kids and in the thick of it. So that would be my advice. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, there are so many resources,
0: like, you know, when I was growing up there, there weren't many, (laughs) you know, and now, you know, just even scrolling through Instagram pages and seeing the amount of resources and bloom is incredible. And it's just mind blowing the, the amount of people out there who are willing to help military kids, military spouses and families. And it's incredible. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So where can uh, listeners find your podcast and
1: social medias and things like that? So, the podcast, I can't remember if I already said the name of it, but it's called The Spouse Angle. So, like in news, people are like, What's your angle? Well, military spouse. So, <laughs> The Spouse Angle, A N G L E. Um, and we are on Facebook and Instagram at Spouse Angle Podcast, on Twitter at The Spouse Angle. And our website is The Spouse And we are actually about to take a uh, recording break. I'm about to have a baby. If you guys can't tell, I'm very out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we're taking a few months off, but the first three seasons can be found anywhere. You listen to podcasts, um, Apple, Spotify, etc. wherever you're listening to this one and yes. uh, season four will come out this fall. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and congratulations on the baby and everything <laughs> else. You. And Uh, you know, this fast angle podcast for sure. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email child at gmail.com. See you next week.